0: Because I was thinking how cool it is that we have these cool discord and we could actually post that people read.
1: You
0: know? Yeah, I know.
2: And then then me sending uh, messages to everyone and some shithead says, stop. I'm like, no, you stop. Man, I
3: wish I had seen that, dude. You banned him too quick. Oh, I was. Damn it, Justin.
2: Oh, fuck yeah. You tell me and my channel not to say shit. You tell me to stop. Boot your bitch ass out. (laughs) Because he kicked out all his messages, too, right? Yeah, yeah, you get banned. I will slap your ass into non-existence.
3: Oh, fuck. I wish I had seen that. I oh. wish I would seen it. Jeff, I- next time that shit happen, screenshot it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Got shit in his pants, what? He said he's hit. He's hitting his thing. Scott. Oh,
0: oh hey, Scott.
2: Oh, hi, Scott. We weren't talking about you at all. Fuck. What'd you do? Like literally you just had to click down.
3: I was trying
2: to get Craig to start. Craig oh. To God damn it. Fucking, fucking Craig. Craig. all the time. Fuck. Fucking Craig. We just watched Friday last night. Because it was on VH1, which is hilarious. <laughs> because, VH1 is hilarious? Or... Well, the TV <laughs> the TV edit of Friday is fucking funny.
3: TV edits are, are usually pretty funny.
2: I know. We were, <gasps> wa- we were watching a uh, Scream on fuck AMC or something like that. And it, it it gets to the part where Billy Loomis is trying to have sex with uh what the
0: fuck is uh can-
2: Sydney he's just trying to have sex with Sydney and he's like I feel like our t our 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 relationship's going from a hard R to a TV edit while it's on a TV edit and I was like that's meta as fuck they knew what they were doing there oh they planned it that way <laughs> they absolutely planned it that way all right I guess we can actually get really started. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. There is no Brogan because I don't know what Brogan's doing. I think he's getting prepared because we're going to do, uh, we're going to Leavenworth this weekend. It's, uh, as you hear this, it'll be after Halloween, so we'll all be hung over. But we're going to be going to Leavenworth. Well, the wife, myself, Brogan, and Brogan's wife, and we're going to be going there. So I'm going to bring some podcasting equipment for that and see how that turns out. Um, I don't necessarily have a whole lot of faith. I'll be honest. We'll see how... I, I don't know. Leavenworth is supposed to be for drinking, even though they got rid of uh, Oktoberfest there. So we're going to see how that goes.
3: But no, broken. it will be fine. You think so? Have- yeah. It'll
0: be great.
2: It probably will be. I'm not much of a beer drinker person anymore, I don't think, so...
0: Uh, Leavenworth would be a good shroom town too if you oh, ever wanna try that. Oh, that'd be fun oh, as fuck. I think
2: it'd freak me out. It might. I've done shrooms in uh all over the place. I've did I do shrooms? I don't think I did shrooms in Vegas, but I definitely did them at Northwest Con. No, that was just acid.
0: And it's about the same oh. thing. So uh, speaking of Norwest Con, I found some pictures that I forgot I had. Oh wow. no. Uh,
2: yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, are are uh,
2: they are
0: they what kind of pictures are they? Uh, black and white. <laughs> uh, oh are they tasteful then? The boudoir oh, pictures? <laughs> no. Uh well, there's there, there's some of uh, you ref refing. Oh shit. Yeah.
2: yeah, me refereeing the uh the KY jelly wrestling events.
0: Yes. Ooh um, god, I want to look at those. Yeah, they're not good quality at all. They're they're not because it, I was nervous and and uh, drunk and, <laughs>
3: and it was when up. you were you were the only person allowed to take pictures right
0: right and that's yeah. what fuck, was fucking scary because everybody's <laughs> giving me the fucking stink eye the whole time I hold up my camera
2: <laughs> you know you were allowed to on that yeah, yeah 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 that was that'll be interesting I feel um we should take a look at those pictures um not together and not definitely not on the podcast. But we should uh, go over those, find the ones right. that are worthwhile, and maybe put those up on our uh, Patreon for the uh, special patrons. They get the bonus content of uh, pictures, right? And then that way they're yeah. not distribute, distribute distribute uh sent out everywhere. Right, they're just that stuff. And then if they, yeah, and then if they make it onto like Pornhub or something, we know that we've got a mole in our <laughs> mole in our group. <laughs> Well, somebody's given out our uh, the Patreon at least the link to uh, at least one psychic back issue uh, episode.
3: Did you see that?
2: You told me it had over 200 oh. downloads and it's like we don't have that many people.
3: Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like 10 times the people we have as patrons at least.
2: Yeah, but if you want to become a patron, you can go to patreoncom Podcast. You can find that link at gridcitypodcast.com. There's all sorts of cool things on there. If you're not a if you're not a uh, seasoned listener, maybe you listen because there's someone cool on this podcast that you want to hear about. We'll be getting talking with them very soon. Very excited about all of the things that are coming up. Uh, did you guys participate in the great shakeout? Which was last week? Cause of course. Of course, yeah. 1021 and 1021. If you listen to no, our ads, you know didn't. about it.
3: Shut At up. At work, we didn't do anything. Did you guys? No, I forgot. Oh. <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
0: I, I, I looked up and it was like 1045. I don't feel bad a... now. I don't feel bad. Well, it was weird because last
2: year 'cause I I work in a, a whole huge office building in Seattle. Um, last year it actually like they went through like the emergency thing that goes through everything. So yeah. if if you're you know, you're you're shitting on a toilet, suddenly the voice of God's coming out saying, We're gonna be participating in a thing, you know, and they they actually did it that year, which was annoying. I was in the middle of something, but I still got under my desk. Was it last year or the year before? Oh, shit, you're right. It was the year before. Last last year, nobody cared about anything. We were all just going to die anyway, so no one cared. But now that we've beat COVID, uh, we can uh, go ahead and just say that uh, we're back to the normal things like the volcano exploding and natural disasters and the fact that we're on a fault line. And if a tsunami hits, yes, Tacoma will get buried in water. Dude, it's getting buried in water right now. I know. I had to drive in that shit today. I got to watch – I got to watch – I didn't see the semi uh, rolling over, but I got to see the aftermath of a semi rollover. Stupid semi-drivers fucking tipping their shit over.
3: Uh, so I thought we were going to do the earthquake drill at work um, because I think it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> security came through. I shouldn't say this. <laughs> <laughs> Someone came through, and there they were go. like, oh, um, they're like – there might be a fire drill in like an hour or whatever, right? And so everybody's like, Oh fuck, alright, whatever. Everybody's getting kinda of ready for it. And then they came back and they're like, no, they canceled it, they put it off till later. And I was like, Oh shit, they're gonna do it.
2: They're gonna know, surprise your bitch ass with it.
3: Right. <laughs> Shake out. But then they didn't. So I was all ready for it and then didn't do it.
2: Oh, uh, they blue balled you on the the natural disaster. Fuckers. <laughs> uh let's get right in with uh with our guest today because uh, he was awesome enough to be able to do this. I've worked with him on a couple of things, and he's the guitarist for one of my favoriteest bands, which is also a local band. Um, it's what happens when um, Goths Find Brown is the steampunk band Abney Park. And we got Sky Warden with us over there. Sky, are you there, buddy? Good evening.
0: Ah, nice. How are you doing, dude? Good, man. How are you?
2: Really, 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 really good. I, I've wanted to get you on for a while. and well, it's good to
4: be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it was uh it just turns out that we needed to record on a Thursday. We don't, and you were like, Yeah, I'm down with that. So uh, uh really appreciate that.
4: Have mics will virtually travel. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um it's, it's really re- really inconvenient to sit in my, my uh my bonus room with a wooden mug full of uh rum to uh talk to talk to you. It's really inconvenient.
2: <laughs> oh God, there you go. Getting yourself some rum, making it happen. Yeah. I'm just uh well, I, I got a delivery from our good friend from Billy from Mary Mart, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm partaking in. I found nice. that, yeah, I found that uh, any sort of dark liquor now uh, I can have basically a shot, and that's about it before I. And it's, <laughs> it's old man problems, man. Is heartburn like oh. it's the worst thing ever? Like I have to drink White Claws, and even then I'll get heartburn. It's just I can drink a yeah. couple
3: more of them. That's yeah, just the, uh, quite an excuse to drink
2: White uh,
4: Claws. Yeah, the truly uh, the iced tea ones. Yeah. You should try those. They're pretty I,
2: mm, I tried the, they had the raspberry iced tea one, mm-hmm. and uh, it was horrifying. So, Oh, really? Yeah, I wasn't too <laughs> sure on that one. That one, yeah, I, I tried it, and I was like, mm, I don't know what they're trying to do here. I, Which one did I try? Oh, I tried, uh, I was at a pumpkin carving thing this weekend, and they had the Bud Light Budweiser, Budweiser seltzer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had that, but they had the toasted marshmallow one. Oh. And it actually tastes like <laughs> coffee, like the aftertaste. So it's like a very weak coffee, but it's alcohol, so that's cool.
1: Hey.
4: I'll try it. <laughs> oh man. I'll try, I'll try any alcohol once. Right. Yeah, you try it once and then you're down with it and
2: you're fine with that. Um, so uh what's been going on, dude? Like uh I know that I I mentioned that you're the guitarist for Abney Park. Um, yeah. literally one of my most favorite bands ever oh and, thank you yeah and <laughs> how did you how did you end up getting hooked up with robert and the, the whole the whole group of misfits there
4: oh man it's a it's a it's a it's an interesting story um i uh i don't know if you know derek the bass player former bass player mm-hmm. he uh he used to be a tacoma musician whore <laughs> he was playing with like every band under the sun, um, and for a while he was playing with uh, just this guy at a at a bar doing a blues jam every Tuesday night. Oh wow, uh, uh, Stonegate in Tacoma, if you're familiar with oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The old Stonegate. What it was, yeah, the old place. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the no old Stonegate.
2: Than. Now it's the uh, the main ingredient pizzeria,
4: and it's delicious pizza, by the way. I, yeah, I tried it. Mm-hmm. It's really weird sitting in a white pizzeria where you uh, uh, got drunk. Uh, very, very often in a, in a divy bar. It's not like, i so clean. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there was this blues jam that happened that, at the stone gate every, uh, every Tuesday. And I met Derek fucking forever ago at that, uh, blues jam. And, uh, we played, you know, together a couple times. And then he was in some bands that sort of, uh, played with my former band, Amadon, um, on some festivals and some shows and stuff like that. So we knew each other. um, he And then he joined Abbey Park, uh, I think in 2000 or 2014, um, something like that, or maybe 2015. Um, and so I, so I knew one of the members, but I didn't, he, you know, we didn't know each other that well. We just were sort of acquaintances. Like I knew he could play and I've hung out with him a couple of times, not like we were best friends or anything. Right. Yeah. So, um, so <laughs> the other half of the story is how I met Robert. Um, I was sort of just on Robert's Facebook, and I would see his his posts and stuff like that. I was a bit of a fan. I liked Abney Parks' music um, and stuff like that. And uh, he he posted this post. He's like, "Post your or uh, comment, your favorite dad joke." Oh! <laughs> and there was a whole bunch of them, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, there's so many good ones." And I, and I was like, "I don't know." I, I I posted a picture of me holding a candle. And I said, uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to hold a candle in any of these dad jokes, but I found a way. Nice. And, <laughs> that got me an invite to one of Ebony Park's parties. Uh, <laughs> notice I lived locally and I was a musician and oh, okay. he's like, Hey man, we're having a, we're having a get together. Um, feel free to stop swing on by. Um, I'd never really met him in person. So that was kind of out of the blue. I think he just like thought my joke was funny and thought I was a cool person to invite to a party. So, uh, I go to the party. Uh, everything's cool. Have a good time. I get invited to the next party, which was one of their uh, Kickstarter things for, for a tour vehicle where they did the drunken pirate party. Oh yeah. Where they did a song, then a shot, then a song and then a shot and then a song <laughs> and then a shot. And uh, polarity ensued. Um, so I got invited to that. <laughs> and that's where I met back up with Derek after I hadn't seen him in a couple of years and he sees me he's like holy shit man this is so crazy seeing you like i've got this new, this new project you're the guitar player you're not even arguing i know you can play i know how you play i've played with you a bunch of times you're perfect for it. i'm like all right <laughs> uh, and that was the goth industrial project dk0 yeah so i joined dk0 and we start working on some stuff uh we would do a few recording sessions just kind of preliminary stuff because at that time it was in its real infancy there was really not any solid material and Derek hadn't gotten any producers involved yet or anything like that. I was just trying to get like sort of a, a direction. Right. Um, so we recorded three or four songs and at the same time, the, uh, guitarist for Abney park decided to move on. Yeah. So there was an opening. And, uh, so Robert kind of asked Derek, he's like, Hey, who do you, who do you think uh, would fit the bill really well? And Derek was like, well, fucking sky can play. Whatever you need, and he showed some of the some of the material I did for DK Zero, and sort of pitched me to Robert, and uh, I auditioned and got the, got the part. So, Damn. That's good. Yeah, having... kind of kind of two halves, right? So yeah. I, I started I started in DK Zero, which probably legged me in faster than if I just tried to audition on my own.
2: Well, it's good to have an advocate for that stuff and have a buddy, and being in the it's kind of cool just to see that uh, in the the local music scene. Even just having known someone for a short amount, or like you know, off and on and being able to go back and be like, oh, no, I know this guy. He's cool. And then the fact that you were just around, it at that at that point, you just look at something like that, and it's a, just serendipity at that point. You just kind of, yeah. like, it was essentially meant to be for this time at that point.
4: Yeah, and that's, how, I think, how it happens quite often, honestly. It's like, uh, Jeff can play it. Come on down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, though, because I see you pretty ingrained just looking on Facebook in the uh, in, in the music scene, the local music scene, because... Even something as innocuous as you posting, you're talking about your man cave and just the, the setup. You posted a picture of the setup and like playing D&D. And you got, yeah. you got Tim Silvers from Antihero, like, begging. He's begging me, too. Uh, he, he really wants to get on a and d game. He's been...
4: Oh, I would for sure have Tim on a D&D game. He would be so entertaining <laughs> to it's
2: play. Just, it's just so funny how inter, interconnected and intertwined it all is. And it's not even... I mean, a lot of it's music-based. But, yeah, like, just the fact that everyone's kind of cool and just kind of wants to bro down and build up that community. And, I mean, just the simple fact that I feel that now, everybody kind of wants to go out and do stuff. And if it's performed, Ooh. yes, awesome. But even if it's not, just, like, let's go do things.
4: Yes. <laughs> I, I have a real quick Tim Silver's uh, story. Oh, just, yeah. It's totally off the cuff. Uh, there is a picture somewhere of someone taking a picture of someone taking a picture of Tim taking a selfie with me with my hand on his head on stage. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a chain of three photos. Wow. Uh, and hand on ball tim
2: (laughs) that's funny he's the most like physically imposing person that's like probably the biggest teddy bear but when you see him shredding on stage singing fuck you it's kind of like what the hell
4: yeah he's a a (laughs) giant human i love him to big pieces
2: So you were doing DK Zero and then with Abney Park. Have you kind of already like always been like ingrained in kind of that goth industrial vibe scene? Or is that just kind of something that just ended up coming around?
4: You know, it's come and gone. Um, I I was kind of more into it in some of my earlier bands um, when I was younger, younger. And like my last local band, Amadon, was more uh, just sort of straight ahead pop rock. rather than goth industrial. Um, And that's kind of the direction I had had, you know, a little Russian influence mixed with Incubus, that type of vibe. Um, And uh, with DK Zero, you know, we got involved with the aesthetics that Kate brought to the table and the music that Derek was working in. Um, It definitely, like, reintroduce me to some, some of the like, well, where'd my fishnets go uh, i think i have them in the drawer somewhere around here. <laughs> you know that type of thing and, and that's been great i mean i've it's i've always had that sort of uh uh personal aesthetic so it's been fun to be able to kind of embrace that musically and on stage and stuff like that with uh, dk zero Are and you- then with my my partner's project i get to sing with her a couple, couple times um on a couple songs she's uh, she's got a project called nuda yeah and uh she's full and goth you know, full goth industrial. She comes from a much more ingrained goth industrial background than I, even I do. And then she's recently joined DK Zero, so we're both playing well, not recently, last she's been in for like two years now. <laughs> <laughs> uh she's the keyboard player now for DK Zero, so we both get to uh uh play in that together, which is kind of fun. And uh, you know, the the whole goth industrial thing is is sort of, you know, I live it every day
1: now, <laughs> which
4: it, it, is kind of
2: fun. It's interesting though, because like looking yeah. at it from Seattle, like we still have, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're open after COVID. Fuck. I don't even know anymore how any of that mm-hmm. works, but we still have goth industrial clubs. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that's always been surprising. Even being able to see some of those, some of those bigger European acts that come out here and make sure that they do uh Pacific Northwest shows. Um, that's kind of cool. I love the music, so I'm super happy about that. Um, it's always just surprising, I guess, for me when I see that like a lot more people are into it in this area. Yeah,
4: yeah. well, you know, that's the thing. Is like, there's not that many goth industrial bands locally. There's really only a handful. You got like Dead Animal Assembly Plant, uh, Rabbit Junk. I think is fairly local. Um, you have Pill Brigade, and uh, a handful of others so like uh, uh cryptomnesia
1: oh yeah um, yeah
4: so it's so basically like when we play in the northwest um uh, we play with like the same five goth industrial <laughs> bands that, that there are <laughs> Uh, which is fun because we all get to hang out. We're like, oh, hey, what's up? got Gotham Industrial show. Woo. <laughs> I, yeah,
2: I, I love the uh, the Kryptonesia boys, and I love it. I see that I'll see the posters for or the the flyers on you know social media when you guys are doing different shows, and uh, everyone's together with that. And I'm like,
4: oh yeah, that, that vibes. Yep, yep. We we hang out together with those guys a lot. Uh, we've done. I mean, uh, my partner's done with her solo project for probably four or five shows with Kryptonesia. so.
2: That's amazing. Yeah, I love and seriously, like, uh, I'll find a link to post up for Nuda as well. But Nuda is really good. I bought both of those albums, and it's good. It's good. Uh, I, I don't want to call it ambient, but it's it, the no vocal, but it's it's good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just good hangout music to have vibing when you're like just doing anything.
4: She actually, you know, will say she's ambient goth and Okay, so she she kind of adds that. Yeah, you're not off base there. She fully sees that like ambient side of coming through her solo stuff, which is cool because you know um there's not that much of the ambient stuff around these days a lot of people are trying to go hard with the goth industrial it's cool that she brings that yeah. gentler edge to the vibe you know
2: well and yeah i mean like even like locally we've got uh you, you mentioned we don't have a lot of them active but i remember like just there's um on south to come away there's glum drop which is run by charlie drown mm-hmm.
1: and yep. i don't know if I know she's charlie.
2: i don't know if she's still doing music but it was one of those I remember downloading, downloading her music or buying the album back. God, I, I don't think I couldn't I couldn't download it because it was like the 90s. Um, but, <laughs> but it was like I was like listening to it. And then my mind being blown, finding out later that she was even local. Like, I always thought that she was from somewhere else just mm-hmm. because you just don't expect it to be around here. And it's right. kind, It's kind of fun to see all those little. And she, uh, um, you know, she's with uh, Jason from Antihero, which we had on the podcast. I wanna yep. get her back on. I wanna have like some sort of weird Grit City Podcast music fest. We gotta figure fucking something out at yeah. some point in my That'd
4: life. Be awesome. Yeah. Or at least a big hangout with all like the old school cats and yeah.
2: <laughs> Well, I know that I know Brogan is making good friends with the uh, the peeps over at Colt Meatery, and uh, ah. and I know and just that whole streak right there. We've got Colt, you got church, you got the plaid pig, the airport, even real art, mm-hmm. like all of those areas right there. And plus, yeah. with the the good food over there, just uh, like I said, with the uh, the main ingredients, some of the other places, as well, especially the church, like
4: yeah, it's the a- band uh, Sirens Rain has been integrated with Cult pretty heavily, and um, one I think the the bass player actually works there. Oh, right? nice at the at, at the <laughs> and so we we actually went and saw their CD release at, at the Muteri. That was my first time there. Really cool place. Yeah, says is
2: cool. I haven't been there yet, so I'm glad that I, we got a couple of people who are backing up that it's a cool place.
4: Yeah, it's it's um it's it's a very traditional like six out of vibes. All right, you know, like like you know what I mean, like uh not quite punk, not quite goth, somewhere in the middle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> where 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 we go over to the church, uh, church cantina, Blackpuff. and that yeah, and church cantinas like goth, 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 yeah. goth, goth, goth. With yeah, yeah, spooky vibes there. I want to, I mean, this is afterwards, but I want to give a shout out because they were working with uh uh the the gritty city sirens. And uh oh, yeah. they were uh they're doing a uh, costume card test sort of thing uh together with that. So I know that they're doing a lot more stuff and events down there. That whole area, like, just check out the South Tacoma Way area. It's uh yeah. it's doing good now. And there's even a bikini uh espresso place.
4: Yeah, I saw that. You know, I actually have yet to be into uh the church. Even Robert, who lives not near the church, was like Dude, the church canteen is so cool. I'm like, damn it, you've been a nice lap. You haven't been there. I, Good, I know. God, it's man. like should be my haunt, like every night. But, you
2: know. <laughs> uh, we'll get you that. We'll get. Uh, I'll get you guys down there. We'll we'll hang out. I, I yeah, I know. I know a person. That that, <laughs> that, that person's me, and we can just walk. No, I, was
1: saying, <laughs> it's like me, I drive there and meet you.
2: <laughs> I, one time, so the, we we've got the lime scooters, or we had the lime scooters, and now we have the razor scooters around in Tacoma. And yep. I remember, um, well, we did the boot to boot and that was fun. And then I was like, okay, I can go from my house to church down to the church cantina. And it's not that far. Well, it's a lot farther than, than I remember it being because <laughs> I, en- I ended up getting heat stroke and, oh, God. and almost passing out three different times in the bar because I was an <laughs> idiot and didn't walk right back outside.
4: Oh, my gosh. But,
2: yeah, so um, <laughs> that's, that, that's my story. The end. <laughs>
4: um, I do want to talk about a Razor Scooter story. Uh, <laughs> oh, what I, happened? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I do uh, jam nights once a month at Jazz Bones. I host them. And there was a Razor Scooter parked where I normally park uh, up on, like, behind. I don't know if, you, if you've ever parked there. But, like, yeah. artists get to park, like, kind of on the, there's, like, a little secret parking lot. Mm-hmm. Little, right next to the sidewalk. And there was a razor scooter right there, and I had to frickin' move it, like lift it. And it is heavier than it looks, man. <laughs> you gotta like pick it up. You are like, God.
2: They what? make they make them heavy now, so they don't throw, so people can't throw them into the water,
4: right? Or throw them in the back of their truck.
2: Well, yeah, but it's more the water because I mean, even Scott and I went to Spokane, and we were rolling around the limes everywhere, and we'd go over a bridge, and there'd be multiple uh, scooters in the drink.
3: Yeah, someone posted on the Discord that they saw, like, four or five in there, like, just a couple weeks ago.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, it's a little ridiculous, but also, I mean, I was even watching a video on Reddit where it was just a dude walking around in Seattle. Some dude, he was just pissed off, and he decided to take it out on the scooters. And some other guy's like, what are you doing? He's like, fuck these scooters. I'm like, damn, they didn't do anything to you. People get, These scooters represent communism, and I'm not about it. I don't even know what's going on with it. Why are you so mad about scooters? Like, obviously you My haven't.
0: Name is scooter, and then people make <laughs> fun of me. Obviously,
2: you haven't taken a, haven't had a drink or two, and gotten on one of them because then it's a lot of fun.
0: Oh man, is it? <laughs>
2: We're gonna have to do that again too. By the way, um, now. You are very much integrated into the music scene in Tacoma in more ways than just this, because you're helping out the kiddos, too. Hell yeah. So you do a thing called Live It Out Loud, which yep. I have had a chance to uh, help in whatever dumb way that I possibly can.
4: <laughs> a very significant way.
2: But you are doing it because just really to get kids into music, right?
4: Yeah. So, uh, live it out loud has been in the Tacoma area for 11 years now. We're on our, on, well, heading into our 12th year. We just finished our 11th year. Damn.
1: Um,
4: yeah. And it's been a, it's been a growing program, uh, funded by a, a nonprofit called, uh, Ted Brown music outreach, which is obviously, um, uh, sort of under the Ted Brown banner. Um, and, uh, you know, funded by, by that as well. Um, and I and I've been a mentor in the program for almost that whole time. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Since the second Live It Out Loud, I've been a, I've been a mentor. I only skipped one the year I joined Abbey Park because uh, I was really busy that year <laughs> trying to figure out how to balance everything. Um, but other than that, I've been a mentor every year uh, uh, since the second one. And uh, there had been two other directors of the program, program directors and when the second one decided that she wanted to try to do some um, she's very she's actually a huge country like music person. Oh okay. She's, she's like Nashville touring everywhere like big festivals like things. So the the hard part with the with the festival is it's during the summer. Um and it's pretty pretty intense to be the director, organize everything, be there for all the all the events and stuff like that. So when she wanted to do some major summer touring, um, she decided she wanted to move on. So she asked me if I wanted to take over. I'd been a mentor longer than anyone else (laughs) there. I think twice as long as anyone else there at the time. Um, So I said, yeah. Um, The the cool thing with Abney Park is Abney Park doesn't really do major long tours usually. Mm -hmm. Um, We usually do like weekends out and then come back Um, because Robert's, Got kids, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't oh, yeah, like yeah. to tour. Um, so, it's, it's, so in that sense, it's kind of you know, it's kind of you know, having my cake and eating it too because I still get to do cool shows. Um, especially now that I'm the director, I can kind of like, you know, if we get all our shows in January, I can kind of <laughs> schedule the schedule the program around my shows. Not really, I don't do that. Um, but the, the program is an eight week uh, course, basically, in being in everything you would need to know to be a musician, right? So from setting up on stage to how to work an amplifier to, you know, where you should stand at different parts of the song, how to write a song, how to record. We actually introduced the last two years, um, music videos, how to make a music video, how to, you know, film it, how how to be in one, things like that, what the process is, what to expect And the same, you know, we, Basically the idea is to grab all, and it's for kids between 12 and 18. So all these young, insanely good musicians, um, they're already like working on their talent, right? Their ability. Yeah. But a lot of times they don't have a lot of knowledge of what's possible, you know? So for someone like me, who's been in the music scene for forever, if I want to start a new music project, I know, oh, I can just go talk to a club owner and book a CD release show and put a CD out and do this on social media to get people there. And You know, I know all the yeah. steps. If I want to get a producer involved, I know how to go about that, how to book a studio, how to get a music video made. Like all these things that seem trivial if you've been in it for decades, you have no idea once you're just a guy that plays a guitar or a kid that plays a guitar. You just, you just want to and you just don't know how. So the idea of live it out loud is to try to fill in all those gaps to like get, you know, sort of enable the next generation of musicians to have access to things that other people in the music scene, uh, Tacoma music scene already do. And part of that, Mm -hmm. a big part of that actually is uh, the mentors, the mentors themselves are the huge part of that because they're all Tacoma musicians, like, you know, (laughs) veteran Tacoma musicians, not like random ones but the <laughs> ones that ones that have been around and done stuff for a long time uh we have regan lane uh strangely all right who's been in the music scene for the tacoma music scene specifically for like 30 years yeah regan's uh, super
2: cool yeah i was able to spend some time and talk with him at the uh the the last live it out Louds
4: show he's a good guy yeah, and he's a great guy you know real genuine and he's got a huge story and his music's he's a great songwriter um, we've in the past had Raymond Hayden, who's been also a big part of the Tacoma music scene as a mentor. Um, just, you know, uh, Ben Union has been a mentor in the program before. Um, I mean, I've been a mentor, for the <laughs> before. you know, the, the caliber of, uh, of people that are out there doing stuff is, is quite high. So
1: and, well, that's,
4: that's sort of the connective tissue that brings these young musicians into the fold. Right. So like, if I know Sully can, do a blast beat flawlessly at 180 BPM. Maybe I don't call a different drummer. Maybe I'm like, you know what? You're right. uh, Sully's only 15, but he can do it. So
2: that I mean, that's a really good <laughs> point. In that, just the fact that again, like we were just talking about how you ended up with Abney Park. It's just knowing people, knowing people, really kind of goes a long ways a lot of the time, and the occasional dad joke, of course. But when you look <laughs> at like just the, the simple fact that if, if someone, especially a kid at that age, like in those teen years, you don't necessarily know what you want to do. But maybe you have been playing guitar for a while, or maybe you've been playing drums for a while, any yeah. other, any instrument, and you're like, okay, can I make this? Like, every, that's everybody's dream is, you know, like, oh, look at that. I'll just make a YouTube channel or like, a, you know, uh, uh, a SoundCloud page and someone will discover me. And that's not how
4: that works um, right. so. but a lot of them think that's how that works yeah right? oh totally you know, and, that, and that's that's where we get to like you know as the mentors, we get to break break that down and be like, well, there's a lot of steps that you can take, there's a lot more power that you have that you might not be aware of, and here's how, you know, so like both disillusioning sort of the on like unrealistic ideals but also empowering with the actual steps, yeah and that's sort of the point of the program is to like. You know, if you put a music video out and you time it right and you do this this record this way and you, you don't need as much money as you think you do, you don't need to worry about a record label, this, that, and the other thing. You know, give 'em all the all the tools.
2: Yeah, if the record label's man.
4: It's anymore. It's like I've been signed three times now. <laughs> it's, Have you really Yeah. It's never helped. And that's like <laughs> it
2: was it was always interesting, like, I mean, I've always been very in very keen in, especially with like even, like, I mean, I'll be honest with, like, the goth industrial music, because back wow. in the early 2000s, I was super weird into a lot of that shit. Um yeah. And I would just get into it. But you would see certain, like, acts, and I'd be like, oh, cool. Like, i and seeing what they're doing. And then i see them get signed to a certain label. And I'm not going to uh-huh. shut. I think the label's already dead anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I'm not going to say anything. But it was just the fact it's was like, oh, shit. They got labeled with them. And it was like, it's one album drop. And then you always know it. Like, it's just yeah. like. And they're like so hyped to be in with that band or with that label. And they think that
4: that's oh, going to be the
2: be all end all. And they're going to make a billion million dollars. And then it's literally one album, no promotion, dropped.
4: Yep. I've seen it happen dozens of times. Friends. I, I'll, I'll take back what I said. Uh, Cleopatra has actually been pretty, pretty awesome to work with. Uh, oh, right. DK Zero signed, signed to Cleopatra um, two years ago, three years ago, two and a half years ago. I don't know. It's, that, and who Patrick, knows how long it is it <laughs>
2: Cleopatra's been one that's been around for a long time especially with the goth scene so that kind of, that makes sense too that uh, they would actually be good with you because at that point they're going to know what they're doing but anybody can literally make a record label John, yeah. Jonathan Davis from Corn did one had one, put out one Orgy album which was a great album by the way and then, <laughs> then the record label died away because either you know, he you know didn't make any sales or whatever went on with it um it just kind of fades away that sort of thing or he lost interest who knows you know
4: yeah the two other record labels i've been signed to were kind of that smaller like sort of entry you know new record label type of vibe which you know as an artist you always think oh this is great getting on the ground floor i'll be one of the you know sort of flagship musicians that they've put out you know
2: but that's not how that works <laughs> no no usually not now <laughs> i've got i've got uh so now it's been uh the 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 whole pandemic bullshit yeah i know that you are doing some shows locally again um yeah uh, did i see that you guys were doing uh, was it dk0 doing uh, tony v's yeah so dk0
4: just did a small West Coast thing uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. We did we did Tony D's, um, we did Star Theater in Portland and we did Bar Sinister in LA.
2: Ooh, so how did that go? Like what's it like after after the world ended and they're trying to recover?
4: It's weird. <laughs> so you know, um my partner's been doing some shows too. She did Wasteland Weekend with her other band Fleisch Creek. Yeah. Um and so a lot of the shows we've been doing are vaccine card required. Um, which is, I think, good for us because then we don't have to worry about being responsible for super spreader (laughs) events and stuff like that. And the fact that Uh, you're
2: bouncing around from city to city.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's just
2: like, just the fact that you're going from place to place. It just makes the most sense when it comes down to all of that.
4: Yeah, you know, and so, you know, we, we did Waste on Weekend and that was heavily vaccine card required. Um, especially there because they didn't require masks once you entered, cause it was all outdoor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the shows, the shows have been medium attended. I think people are still sort of, you know, trepidatious, which you can't blame anybody for. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the, the, the bar sinister show is actually pretty packed, not as packed as bar sinister normally is, but, um, it was, it was pretty good. Um, we, this, this stage technically is outdoors. Um, all right so,
2: yeah okay that works
4: out then <laughs> yeah it's it kind of it's technically because it's in a tent
2: <laughs> ah all right then
4: <laughs> <laughs> so but it was it was good i mean we you know we hadn't we hadn't really brushed off the dk zero material in in literally two years maybe a year and a half i think i think we did a small tour right before the pandemic hit we did we just showed a show with trapped, um which was <laughs> interesting interesting yeah we didn't, even, we didn't even meet them they didn't even bother to introduce themselves we were direct support
2: that's probably uh, the best for the best
4: yeah i've heard that <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway so we did a santa, santa barbara show with traps and then pandemic hit like the next month and and so we were brushing off all the material Yeah. Wow. Um, so the first two shows were you know were practice shows
2: <laughs> getting back getting back into it yeah
4: You're very good to it, but they were fun shows. We, we played with really cool people. We did, uh, I think, um, uh, Brigade and, um, uh, Oh, uh, we did, uh, we played with die robot. All those shows actually It was a small tour with die robot. Damn. Um, i in cool. Portland. Uh, very cool. Like Depeche mode, goth industrial oh, sort okay. of vibe. Right on. Yeah. Very cool band. Very nice people. Um, so that was cool to to hit the West Coast with them. Now, I since yeah.
2: you've just recently been there. Compare and contrast here. How weird really is Portland right now?
4: <laughs> um yeah, it's about as weird as it normally is. Oh, I mean, all right.
2: We, so really nothing's really that changed that much?
4: No, you know, we didn't really we you know we didn't really go go out and around. It so that particular I don't know if you know where Star Theater is, but it's like kind of right near the sort of um I don't know how to best put it. Uh, the weirdest area. So is, okay. okay. Yeah.
1: You
4: know, you, you know, like, you know where, you know, like, uh, uh, El Corazon is. Yeah. Like if you were to take a sample of Seattle and that was the area you sampled, there'd be a lot of Seattle. People would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not everywhere. It's like (laughs) that exact area. If you walk a few blocks any direction, it's way better. (laughs) Oh God! Yeah,
2: yeah. That was the the one thing that always cracked me up was like talking to parents that dropped kids off at shows at El Corazon (laughs) because it's like yeah, if you go show here, (laughs) if you if you go a couple more blocks, it's a lot less weird. And we were gonna, I was gonna go see fucking uh, uh Max Sabbath at El Corazon. Um, cause we bought tickets last, uh, last April or something when everyone, everyone thought everything was fixed uh-huh. and they were going to do like a, a, an August or yeah, an August show. And then by then mm-hmm. they're like, nah, we're going to put it off till next year. And I'm like, I'll still see you guys someday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like just going and see, I've seen some of the most crazy, insane shows at El Corazon. And yeah. after you deal with whatever show is there, you walk out and it's just. I mean, it's right next to the freeway.
4: Yeah, like, it and, used to be called the a lovely Homeless Camp that that has been there since before there was a homeless problem.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. There's like the stuff down there. It's like you didn't want, like, yeah, you didn't want to park anywhere near there for a show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you got the buddy with the crappiest car, and you're like, here, let's take your car, man. I'll pay for
4: gas. Yeah, so Star Star Theater is kind of in that sort of isolated zone, <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> a little bit. That's not not, as, not quite as, uh, not quite as you know, myopic,
2: but <laughs> oh my god, I love it all. Uh, I found an interesting article. We'll talk back more about all the other stuff you've been doing because I love doing it. But if you want to check out Live It Out Loud, you can go to liveitoutloud.net. If you've got a kid who might be interested in this sort of thing, or if you yourself are, well, first off, if you're between the ages that are acceptable to be entering into Live It Out Loud, why are you listening to our podcast? That's uh, a fucking interesting at that point in time. But you can go to liveitoutloud.net. dot um, net. We've got the links up right up on our uh, on the descriptor of this podcast, or you can go to gridcitypodcast.com and get all of that too because we've got all of that. Uh, yes. Yeah, Scott and Jeff. I, yes, I wanna I wanna ask you guys a question. Cool. Um, and even you, Sky, too, because or even our, our listeners. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but this Halloween, which was yesterday, if you're listening to this recording, you're not listening to us live, but you should be listening (laughs) to us live. Um, But Mm -hmm. this is actually, I just saw an article from the Tacoma Weekly that uh, the Blue Mouse Theater posted because they're very proud because it features them. I didn't know this, that it was 20 years ago, this Halloween, that the Rocky Horror Picture Show premiered at the Blue Mouse Theater and has been showing ever since. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I can't tell you, I can give you all the information, but if you're listening to this late, but they're doing a special treat for the anniversary, uh, one on the uh, 30th, the Saturday, October 30th, uh, with some, a whole bunch of different things. But they do it, I think, uh, every other weekend, in uh, right. uh, uh, just for all time, now that the fact that they can do it. So they have a whole Rocky cast list that does everything. And it's a fun little spot. Um, it's a blast, man. We've I never seen... had a bad time. No. Did you guys go? I've to... only been once. Hey, but... you've, you've been to the Rocky Horror Picture Show, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. That's what I yeah, taught. I went together. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love that.
3: It was that. one of the first times we hung out ever.
2: <laughs> that cracks me up, by the way. Like, your first mandate is going to Rocky Horror.
0: Right. I took Sock <laughs> Monkey to it. I I snuck sock monkey, at, and then I uh, <laughs> me and a sock monkey in that theater were not the most freakiest people around there. Well, and that's and, the thing. It encourages, like, play in terms of, like, people performing. You'll get I, prop bags. Yes. Oh, so my wife was a virgin. I'm sorry. I did not mean to interrupt you. but no, I was do, just it, do it. About do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. How, how much fun it is. You take somebody there who's never been there before, and you say, hey, they're a virgin so she got like a big v put on her head with lipstick and then <laughs> right. and then they have to pull you up on stage and she had to surround rorty guy that was wearing nets and a uh, high heels uh uh-uh. and i don't and no shirt uh take a cherry out of her belly button. oh that sounds <laughs> sounds like a really fun saturday night dude yeah yeah right oh it was a Tuesday great day for show. some of us right and then she got wrapped up in cellophane by a hot blonde and it was man it was a night you know <laughs> it was a night so
2: yeah congrats to the blue mouse on getting 20 years of doing that the fact that they survived uh the pandemic are still going around uh we've seen some interesting movies there uh i i remember watching beetlejuice there for the friday night frights and then i we've talked about this previously but the uh once upon a superhero as well which was yeah that was awesome that was that was great you can go back and listen to that podcast and hear us uh uh interview the uh the producer scott about that that was a
3: lot of fun i send that uh trailer to people (laughs) at work
0: (laughs) do you really (laughs)
3: Yeah, you know like the lamb one that I sent to you guys. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I didn't even I didn't even watch that one. You didn't oh,
2: Jeff you have know. to watch. That. Oh, fuck, you gotta watch,
0: watch it. it, dude. Okay. No. So there's uh, a horror
2: that, there's a horror movie that's either coming out or is out called Lamb. Is it a horror movie? I don't know. It sounds it looks like it's a fun family picture. <laughs> uh. It's 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 about it's about a family who finds a sort of weird lamb baby and decides that Did they that, find it or did they make it? I don't know. Oh, you know, you know, you know, you could be a blacksmith all your life, but you fuck one sheep and you're just a sheep fucker. So we don't necessarily know all of the plot. We can't figure everything out. Jeff would not open the trailer, which is hilarious. And I think it looks like uh, it is out in theaters right now. Thank you, Eric P. Fuck off. Oh, my thing just went off.
3: Is someone going to post it?
2: Uh, I hope someone does. Uh, it says it's not as scary as the trailer seems, but it's still a freaky movie. Thank you, Eric, for the live uh, response on Oh, that. he watched it. Uh, he no, he says it's, oh. he heard it's not as scary. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, but
0: I just heard not as scary, but half man, half sheep running around. <laughs> that should be fucking scary enough.
3: <laughs> yeah, I posted the trailer in there because it's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, I still absolutely want to see it. Like weird stuff like that, I'm totally down with. I feel like it's its own spiritual successor, successor to *The Witch*, um, which has the greatest performance of a goat of all time with Black Phillip. Right, it's weird goats freak me out, man. Goats should freak you out. They are freaky. They're weird all... eyes, dude.
0: Yeah, they're yeah. all they're 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 they're
2: actual demons.
1: I, I, <laughs> they're I don't... sweet though. Yeah, <laughs>
2: they can be sweet. They can be little dickheads too. Right, <laughs> kind of like barn cats. Well, barn cats. Did you are guys? Barn cats.
3: Did I show you guys that? Uh... Oh shit! The trailer for Pork Chop. Did you guys watch that?
2: What the fuck are you finding, Pork Chop?
3: <laughs> what L-ams. the hell is the? Oh, chop? I showed this to. Oh, it was Al. I showed this to Al when we were hanging out at the valley. Oh ah. my god, you guys have to watch this
2: one. Too. How is Al not running away from you at this point in time?
3: Uh, he should have. He should have. After this, this is the <laughs> worst trailer I've ever seen in my life.
2: Now, worst as in like terrifying, weird. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called pork chop it's bad dude
0: well i don't want to watch if it's yeah, bad yeah i know right you're not selling it very well like Scott. well
3: i mean it's it's just a bad movie right like, well yeah oh, like lamb the, oh no they didn't
2: lamb yes. looks interesting and also maybe well made like i don't want to watch a fucking i know Uh-oh. like jeff jeff gets in on those fucking amazon prime movies yeah, and just yeah oh, i
0: hope it's yeah the worse or the better,
2: man. Dude, you, you guys
3: have to watch this. So first...
0: That wasn't um, even a real sentence.
3: This so. guy, said, <laughs> "This guy, me and another guy sitting at work, we're, we're across from each other, and he goes, he's all, should I click on it? And I'm all, I don't know, and he sends it to me, and he's all, click on it. And I'm all, no, you Dude, click on it. Is he's that, all, you Fuck. That's well, look, fuck look at that. You guys have to see the screenshot. I yeah, that's what I'm looking this.
1: at. A woman's getting
2: backdoor this. railed yes. by a robot or some shit. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude,
0: what Dude.
4: makes that is the face.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then when you watch the
4: trailer out of her face too, she looks really confused.
3: <laughs> I'm confused by it. That's, when you watch it, they're out in the woods and then all of a sudden this robot is, is doing that and he's talking to another guy and he's like, I always win or something like that. It's so weird. I don't know why he's mad either. They don't explain it. It's so it's such a weird show. Now you haven't watched trailer.
2: The, you haven't watched the movie though, have you?
3: No, I don't want to. Is this going to be our? Is this going to be our next
2: GCP sleepover where we Uh, just? I don't know if you
3: can find it. It was sent straight to DVD.
2: You know what? I bet you. I bet you. We could ask Scarecrow Video, and they might have it.
0: Tubi, Tubi, check Tubi. I swear to God, I've watched this trailer before, and I think it was in like a Tubi type of
1: incident. Because
0: I I was fucking high and I was tired, (laughs) and I was looking some weird shit to watch.
4: Um, I wonder if the uh, Home Depot employee was like, "What do you need all these uh, dryer tubes for?" <laughs>
2: don't you worry, sir. Don't ask. <laughs> oh man, I don't not I do not want to have that on volume. Independent entertainment, razor sharp. They've got. Well, they don't have. No, this had. This has had like three point six million views. Oh, over ten years. So, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Can so you hear is, it? Are you listening to it? I'm not That's listening it. to it. Two Girls, One
4: Cup style views, though. Dude, you got to watch uh, this. <laughs> oh, the,
2: no.
3: oh, 100% it is. It's at least... Gotta be 20 or 25 for me and just the guys I work with this week.
4: (laughs) All
2: right. This, okay, I'm just like looking at this and they just filmed a movie behind a green screen and they decided to get dressed up and there's a man wearing a, it's like, it looks like it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre with dude with a pork head on his face.
3: You're right. Where did he come from? So it's just so weird. And then all of a sudden it turns into this horror movie, right? Yeah. You're like, what the hell? What the hell is this movie? See, and there's a second one. (laughs) There's a
2: (laughs) second one? Yeah, there's a Pork Chop too, dude. Like, I'm like, okay, here's the deal. I was like, okay, at the very end of the trailer, they're like, coming soon. Go check out Facebook slash Pork Chop the movie. That thing was shot like 10 years ago, literally. So I'm like, it's probably dead. Nope. Boom. Here it is. It's the, (laughs) nope, nope. Wait, no. The last time they posted was in January of 2015. So, um, it might, uh, yeah.
3: That's a cult classic right there. I'm telling you, dude.
2: You know what? If we can find it, I say we try to watch it. Oh, no. Jesus Christ.
0: Okay, so. Where to watch Pork Chop? <laughs> watch it streaming online. Pork Chop, the motion picture. Pork huh? Chop. Checking oh, out the no.
2: Facebook page, related
0: pages, Pig Girl.
2: That's a movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid to fucking click on that one. I don't
3: know. Now I want to watch Pig Girl. Dude, send it over. (laughs) Pig
2: Girl is a full length motion picture. It's the same people from Razor Sharp Studios. (laughs) It starts Missy Dawn. Is she a porn star? I don't know. Missy Dawn, that (laughs) sounds suspicious.
4: (laughs) Okay, now I'm watching the trailer too. And the guy in the white shirt looks like Mark Zuckerberg with hair.
2: Okay, also. Pork Chop Two: Rise of, the Rind, Rise of the Rind is on Amazon. So if if we we can we can watch these on Prime Oh, oh my goodness gracious! Uh, this is ah oh man. This is the this is like not even B level. This is like below the room level of shows here, like movies. Like
0: right. I know. Did anybody else's dick just twitch? <laughs>
3: See, once upon a superhero was way better than this, dude.
2: Right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're
1: not wrong.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yeah. I don't think I don't think uh, Razor Sharp Studios is uh, around. Any- well, no, they've got. They you can get a pig girl. Is that the DVD or the poster? I oh, tell. I hope it's a poster. <laughs> uh, it's the collector's edition. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Oh, okay. So first off, pig girl, you can buy it on their website. <laughs> pig girl That's here's sweet. the here's the description a spinoff of the popular pork chop slasher trilogy there's a third one pork yes. Chops, the
4: third adi- oh my god
2: there's there's <laughs> three somewhere we got to figure this out uh pig- this is breaking news by the way breaking. pig girl follows the daughter of pig masked the pig masked madman ready to slay a new batch of partying teens so, oh, this is a spiritual <laughs> successor spinoff. Listen,
3: if if they can make this, we should be able to make our own movie.
2: Right. Who's saying we can't? Sky Nobody. But Scott, you I got just, video it equipment. just clicked
3: in my brain. Let's make a movie. Fuck it. See, here's the deal. Yeah, I've got cameras.
2: You got cameras because you're making uh, videos for those kids who are doing amazing things in those
4: bands. And, I,
2: I make a lot I make a lot of videos also, John. See, I mean that's what I'm saying. We need no. to and we've
4: got uh, and we've
2: got see, with us, we've got an amazing writer, comedic writer, serious writer, and Ken Carlson, who we've had on many times for his different projects, including Penny Prolaborus, which is a horror, an ambient horror. We've got Dead Drift, which is a sci fi comedy. We've got Enter the Mind Dungeon, which is a it's kind of a dark comedy in the RPG realm. Like he knows all of the stuff. He's hitting all the beats that we want. We got good camera work and Sky, I know you can act because I've seen those music videos.
4: <laughs> I think well, I can I can film and direct too, man, like and edit. Like whatever role I need to be plugged into. This sounds fun.
2: Yeah, we're going to we're going to GC we're going to GCP crowdfund the shittiest movie ever.
4: And then we're going to put it on Amazon.
2: And then we're putting it on Amazon. That's for damn sure. Right. <laughs> I
3: love it. Opening credits. This movie was made with $500 <laughs> <laughs>
4: of podcast money.
1: <laughs> oh my I god. I
4: love it. Man. I know, right? That's ridiculous. Podcast money is like Monopoly money, you just can't see it.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> we have well, we we, we have, have some great patrons <laughs> and who are more than happy to uh facilitate our uh, our equipment oh. our equipment needs. Uh, it's, it mostly it's us, um, backing ourselves,
3: but we we could totally have them be in the movie though. Yeah. Yeah. Any any
2: patron gets to be in the movie. Your tier level determines (laughs) how much you get. Like you got to at least be getting like four bucks a month in order to do that. If it's like a dollar a month, you get to be an extra.
3: You know what? I think journey quest used to do it that way. Honestly, for real. Yeah, I think so. I think you could pay to be, get like extra parts in the show they'd write you in for it
2: that just reminds me of sharon osborne and ozfest you want to be on the second stage you had to pay
4: Nuda ne- will do it for free and and i i would love to see her die oh in, hell in yeah film. she should be the killer <laughs> fuck that she's already died. Yeah, well, that's that's actually not a bad idea she has died in one of my horror oriented music videos did she really uh, yeah you know who eric pope is
2: oh fuck yeah the tallest fairy killer of them all
4: yeah, he carried her off into the darkness and that's how she died.
2: Oh my god.
4: Jesus. If everyone doesn't know what Nuda is like four foot eleven. Yeah. And Eric, Eric Pope is not at all four foot eleven. He, he's the opposite of that. He's
2: a little bit closer to seven foot. He yeah. um he's a mainstay. I know I've seen him at many conventions. I'm pretty sure he's been at uh uh NorwestCon, but I'm pretty sure also at like CryptoCon. And even when ZombieCon, when it was around, yeah, he's a big mainstay with his uh, his uh, uh giant Roton. Roton, yes. I was trying to remember his damn name. But... Yeah.
3: Oh, he does the club and the, yeah, uh, yes, he's the best. Back man.
4: I'm going to smash you. Yep, yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: during the, during pandemic, he actually hired me to like do a bunch of videos for him um, to to send to all the online versions of a bunch of festivals he does. Oh, that's So he, cool. did, he did a fucking cooking show. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's so good. Like he, cause he's, you know, he does it for, for like kids orientation, yeah. but it's still, it's still funny. So he's like right around his yard, like picking marshmallows out of the trees and like <laughs> making a, making a all candy sushi roll. <laughs> oh,
2: nice. I'd eat
4: that. Yeah, it was actually looked pretty good, not, not going to lie. But yeah, yeah, he did uh, some storytelling stuff, and he hired me for a bunch of stuff. It's it's, it's riveting. Uh, it's like a full half-hour Wotan special, and it's great. That's
2: amazing. <laughs> I'd love to see that.
4: Yeah, I'll send it to you.
2: That is really funny. I love that. I just love the fact that you're able to even kind of in- integrate yourself in working around all these different projects. How did you end up knowing Eric? Uh,
4: the steampunk scene. So uh, Eric, right, yeah. you know, part, partially the steampunk scene, but also he lives in He lives near where Robert... Well, he used to. Well, now he does again. He he, (laughs) he lives next to where Robert is. Oh, okay. Robert got a message from Eric Pope. And the message, the way Robert tells the story, read as follows. You seem like a cool person. I am also a cool person. We should hang (laughs) out.
2: Yeah, that That sounds about right.
4: (laughs) Which I don't think is inaccurate at all. I think that's probably how it went. So... Uh, Eric came to a few parties and uh, I, I actually hired him for a few things. And then I see him at, we see him at, you know, we, because we do all the same stuff, you know, we do like fairy worlds and um all the different, same, you know, conventions and stuff that he does. So we see him like, <laughs> like all, all the, the time, time all yeah. over the country, wherever he is, uh, half the time we are also there. So that's to be, we love of- Eric. As a matter of fact, Robert just went to the church with Eric.
2: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah, that's it. it, You just forget how much I mean, like, it's going to be that intertwined world, even if you're not in the same area. I mean, obviously, it does help when everybody is in the same location uh, Mm -hmm. or the general whereabouts. But, yeah, I just forget that, like, there's not a whole lot of steampunk conventions um, anyway, uh, you know, pre pre pandemic. And we'll see what happens when they come out of that. But. It's it's always uh, fun to be able to uh, see those people because it's like that one time. I just like with like NorwestCon with us, it was like that spring break feel. But you get to see all the people that you really only get to see like once a year or at these <laughs> specific things.
4: Yeah, Fairy Worlds in Oregon is one of my favorite events for that specific reason because there's all these bands that almost always play and all these performers like like Eric and stuff like that. It's cool to see like you know your, your quote unquote family that you build up over all kinds of other events and just kind of working next to each other. And stuff like that. So, yeah. cool.
2: it Which what would you consider some of the, I don't, I, I don't want to say like, I don't want to call it like the weirdest one, but like maybe the most memorable, like themed, uh, sometimes their conventions are just festivals. Like you said, fairy world, you mentioned like wasteland weekend, uh-huh. like, which is like the strangest or maybe most incredible one that you've uh, been a part of, or at least even just attended.
4: Waste Weekend is, uh, is unbelievable. It's, it's, it it literally is like going to another planet, like where everything is completely off the rails and there's no government. And like the amount of immersive elements to that event is unbelievable. Unparalleled by anything I've ever been to. It's just amazing.
2: Is that like a there's, Mad Max type theme with that yeah, one? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense on that.
4: And they have a lot of different flavors of that. You know, like there's a lot of stuff that's included. It's it's it, it's anything post apocalyptic, ah, which okay. Ab- Abney Park kind of has a post apocalyptic approach to steampunk in general. Totally. Yeah. Um, so we we Abney Park has not played Wasteland Weekend, but we did do. Wastelander's Ball, which is part of the same organizers. Um and uh DK0 played Wasteland Weekend and my partner's other project uh, Flash Creek literally this year last month actually played Wasteland Weekend so we went and and uh, it's always an incredible experience. We're pretty we're pretty fortunate that we know some of the founders of Wasteland Weekend. Um for anyone that's out there who knows anything Wasteland Weekend, uh Black Thumb is one of the camps that sort of helps build all of the set stuff and stages and oh, wow. sort of organize the thing. So we get to camp at black which is, <laughs> it's, it's not glamping because you're at wasteland weekend, but like <laughs> you're, you're walking distance much, you're much more walking distance than pretty much anyone else because you're at one of the camps that's right next to the stage Right next to the bathrooms, <laughs> like kind of right in the middle of everything. Like you, you wake up the, the day of the, the bikini contest and you just have to walk out your tent door and, and there it bikini is. bikini contest. You don't have to like walk a mile from the parking lot <laughs> in your, in your way and get up in the hot sun. You can just, you can, and you can come back and visit your camp for booze or whatever anytime you want. So that
2: is very helpful.
4: I remember yeah. I remember. Spud, I'll, I'll call out Spud. He's probably not listening, but uh, Spud <laughs> is one of the one of the founders of Wasteland. He's the coolest dude ever. He's uh, his story is crazy. He's uh he's an English former English like from England uh, motorcycle fabricator uh, turned California desert refugee.
2: <laughs> wow! Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's a hell of a hell of a resume right there. On
4: that, <laughs> yeah, as, as like a industrial car artist some of his cars like he i don't know if you've ever seen the jet car from wasting weekend
2: i don't think i have
4: uh it's he built that car it literally has a real jet engine on the back that functions
2: um oh my god okay yeah i just literally just found the youtube for it so i'm i'm posting that in our discord holy shit cock what like yeah that like the flames coming out of the it doesn't work like oh, yeah
4: yeah it'll, it, it's there's a the video of it going forward it's not like crazy functional but like it's it functions the jet works right it yeah no the
2: there's flames out of it i just love like just the general look of everyone out there because everyone's so happy that it's working because they're showing it off but it's a Uh-oh. bunch of people in like bowler hats and just like mohawks and like like tires as armor, like all sorts of crazy shit. I just, I love that whole vibe. Yeah.
4: There was a great moment on the first day we were there this last, this last year, a couple months ago, um, where there was a, they, so Blackthumb had a tank car, a car that had tank tracks on it. It was supposed <laughs> to like roll over these two other cars, bullshit cars that didn't crush them. And the tank car like burned out, didn't quite completely crush them. And so, the entire Wasteland community decided, you know what, fuck these cars. Let's go grab every weapon we have in the <laughs> camp and smash the hell out of these cars. It was lo- not a planned event, but, like, it turned into this chaotic, like, <laughs> like sledgehammering of these two cars. And uh, people were passing around weapons. And it was just such a, like, sort of, because that was one of the first big events a lot of people have been to, and, including me and, and Nuda. And so, like hitting the hell out of a car in front of a giant crowd was such a cathartic sort of, you know,
2: right? Yeah, coming
4: back to society and having your entire, you know, family there—it was a very cool experience. And I, you could kind of feel that energy of like, "Fuck 2020, let's hit this car" type of energy. <laughs> <you know?
1: laughs>
2: Absolutely, like that. Totally, just like vibes with it. Also, by the way. um, can you guess what the name well you probably know, but for our listeners and Jeff and Scott, what do you think the name of this jet car is?
3: Oh fuck, I don't know. I was just watching it.
2: Uh it's blowjob. Yeah.
0: Oh <laughs> of course it is.
2: <laughs> I love it. I just love all of this shit. Like I just love the weird artistic artistic the uh, artistry.
0: There we go. Artistry. Hey, hey, words.
2: Oh yeah. fucking Christ. <laughs> that i would actually do this for you know once a week all my life but yeah like just the 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 crazy creativity that goes down with something like that um or any of like just that that whole like the 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 vibe with something like fairy world with the costuming or yeah. um any of the steampunk conventions like it's all about being as ridiculous as possible but even with like Abney Park, yeah, you have some amazing videos and you have some amazing stage shows. And Abney Park's New Year's Eve um, ball has been basically a staple for Brogan and myself and our our friends for whenever it it's it comes around. We're absolutely down for that because you just never know what you're going to get. But also, there's really good music involved with it too. <laughs> so, it, like, it helps with all of it.
4: The New Year's show is always one of the ones I look forward to um, it's cause it's usually, we usually do it in Seattle cause we don't really want to usually travel for new years. Yeah. Um, and we've done it at uh, the uh, 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 Columbia city theater a number of times, mm-hmm. which is a great venue to play. Um, I, I guess this comes out probably after our next show, we have a streaming show uh, on Saturday, uh, the 30th.
1: Yeah,
2: that's right. Like I forgot. I for- I forgot, like, when the pandemic hit, you guys really didn't necessarily know what was going on. And Robert was just like, hey, how about we decorate the studio and we do live shows? <clears throat> and then it's just, it get, it got progressively more ridiculous as you were going <laughs> along.
4: Well, you know, the studio was already decorated like that. Uh, yeah, that you makes know, the, sense. The steampunk vibe <laughs> was, like, fully... That, I mean, that's, like, 20 years of Robert decorating the studio like a steampunk it basically, he wanted it to look like a cockpit of a uh, airship at all times. I, th- um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think
2: he succeeded on that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think the best look of the studio was. Um, I mean, it looks good now, but like the most steampunk version uh, might have been steampunk revolution, or oh, yeah. Uh, you know, there's another. There's another video. Some of the uh, some of the videos from like about ten years ago, when I think he first did the studio, really like the way it is when it looks fresh, looked really 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 cool. Um, the way it is now with all of the lights and, and like production elements and stuff like that built into a very small space, not a huge space. It's it's a one car garage.
2: Well, <laughs> I'll be honest. It looks uh, a lot bigger on the screen. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the right phrasing I want with that, but um, it looks <laughs> looks very spacious when I'm watching we it on TV. We
4: always love when people tell us it looks bigger. In
2: <laughs> and that's funny because that's about the same size as uh, the Grid City Podcast Studios, the home studios here. Uh, nice. My own place. Yeah, we'll have to get you down to check this one out at some point and get you down here. Absolutely. Because I also got the yeah. Steampunk Bar. We can watch some, yes. some cracking games or something along those lines or yes. play some
4: D&D. Good God. Dude. And and likewise, I got the full D&D setup over here now, so. Yeah, I noticed that you were, like,
2: uh, you were, I don't know, are you streaming stuff? Or are you just having some fun with that? Or are you just testing stuff
4: out? It's been for fun thing for, like, three years. And uh, ironically, uh, it was a group I got together for a one-shot at Fairy Worlds. (laughs) Um, And everyone had such a good time. And they're like, so, should we keep going?
1: Nice. And
4: so, like, one one, uh, party member is in Portland. Uh, two are a couple, and they live in Kent, and uh, then we have another, uh, another one that lives in Seattle. So pretty wide range. Um, So sometimes we have virtual members because, especially in Portland, like it's a long drive for one D and D session. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) But we've made it it, it, through the pandemic. It actually kind of worked because we were going to have to be virtual anyway. So we kind of had a leg up on that um, in general. Uh, as a matter of fact, Derek actually used to, Derek from DK zero actually used to play in the, the campaign. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. He got a little busy. He hasn't had as much time for it. So, uh, he moved on from it, but, but, uh, yeah, that was fun. And, um, so yeah, we, we literally just did a test stream, uh, this last weekend, um, uh, on Twitch where we, you know, I got the, got the space and, and, um, we don't need to do anything else with the space. So I set up all the cameras and mics and all the things you need to do to to stream and they just stay there. So next time we play, we'll probably make a, make a big deal out of it and stream it. And we got people doing artwork and (laughs) it's going to be a thing.
2: (laughs) If people are interested in watching that, where can they uh, follow that? What's your Twitch?
4: Uh, Right now it is uh, Dresden, uh, D-R-E-S-D-E-N. Omega, as it sounds all one word, uh, Dres, we we call it the Dresden because the the <laughs> the uh, uh, the campaign's world is called Dresden, and uh, we have a full bar and everything else. So yeah, there you go, Dresden yeah. Omega. Yep,
2: the F- found the uh, found the clip. You can go check it out on our Patreon, but it'll also be on uh, the show notes so people can go take a look at that. That's
4: super cool. Like
2: just the fact yeah. that you can have some sort of creative outlet and it doesn't have to be you know worldwide touring you know musical <laughs> stuff. It can just like anybody can just do these sort of things. And that's the fun part about all of it.
4: I quite honestly spend probably more time on D&D stuff than I do on any other creative outlet.
1: I'll be honest.
4: Like I did a photo shoot today. Um, for, I did some senior photos. Um, it went great. Very fun. But I came home and I started working on D so, instead of editing, which I should have. She's like, I don't want
2: to edit these photos. I've already been there, done that. I've just, it sounds like me and audio. It's like,
4: yeah,
2: well, I'm going to go do anything else right now. There you go. <laughs> yep. And like you said, if you're listening live right now, you can check out uh, Abney Park doing their live stream. It's on the 30th. So I know you got to get tickets early. You can go to abneypark.com and check all that out. But in addition to that, uh, there's still an album that is out that just got yep. released. Yep, and so you can go to the website and see that right now. It is on sale. It's their 2021 album, the Subaquatic Opera. Robert, oh, yes. Robert, his mind just never stops when it comes down to concepts, especially in the Abney Park world. Like they've got an yes. RPG, coloring books, all sorts of crazy stuff. A musical? That's right. I know, <laughs> yeah.
4: like that.
2: That that is going to be
4: interesting <laughs> yeah. robert, uh, robert wrote a musical and a full-length record in one year
2: we've had a lot of time to be able to kind of hang out he used his very productively
4: we uh, so yeah i got i got behind because i was doing all this i you know the, with the the program for the kids and stuff like that um the album was supposed to come out and he's like hey man we need some guitars i'm like i want to do guitars like i have this day i will come over I will dedicate the whole day to just recording the guitars for the next record, and uh, I, I recorded ten Abney Park songs in one day that day.
1: Good God,
2: <laughs> that's just putting <clears throat> it in at that point. Like
4: we weren't, we weren't, we weren't half-assing it either. Like we were being critical and like making sure solos were good and like thinking about parts and harmonics and yeah, just it. You know, now I think this is my fifth Abney Park record to be on, so there's a pretty, pretty comfortable working relationship on on working the material.
2: When you when you started with him, was it just you know head down play the songs, and then as it goes on, have more collaborative, or how is Robert with the collaboration process?
4: So Robert has a very uh, a very cool process, actually, Uh, very inclusive. He he writes sort of the skeletal structure of the song by himself. You know, he just cranks it out. And quite honestly, like the way Abney Park's music is, like I wouldn't want to try I wouldn't want to try to introduce any elements because he's got that that part figured out. Like yeah. the way Abney Park songs sound and what elements they need, like it's there. Um as far as like individual parts, like guitar parts and violin parts and things like that, he we so we come in and and you know, there's, there's a couple different working relationships styles that he'll work with. Um, some people prefer to hear the draft of the song, write their parts, and then come into the studio to record them. And other people, like myself, like to just show up to the studio, song unheard, and write this, the parts on, on demand.
2: Okay, a little more improv- uh, improvisational.
4: Yeah, there's a give and take. Like if it's if it gets down to like a real specific part, I'll tell Robert to like go take a break and come back in ten <laughs> minutes. Once I once I kind of get it worked out, you know. And there's a few yeah. lines that have that have come out of that. Like I don't know if you heard the song "Beaten, Battered, and Abused." Yeah, 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 yeah. So that the main line in that song, da 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 da. That was one of those moments where I told Robert to leave the room. I was like, I I think I hear a line in here. And there's like. There's, there's a hook and I gotta, I gotta sort it out. There's, and it's going to take a while and you're going to be bored. So go get a drink and come back in like 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> <And> so <laughs> He did. And
4: you know, there's a funny story about that. He, he, he has this, uh, and, and he has this and he'll tell you the same thing. Like, it's not a, this is not a bad thing. This is just a process thing. Like, um, uh, initial, like, okay, you know sort of like scowl and you never know if you did good or not yeah um and that's really just because robert listens to the song like a thousand million times before you come re- even record it so when you introduce your your new thing to the song robert kind of has to get used to it so that was one of those those songs like he wasn't sure that that line worked or not until he listened to it like a few more times after after i recorded it and he ended up liking it and kept it for the song which is good because that was the right choice
2: That's awesome, yeah. I love the fact I just posted the uh, video for Beaten, Battered, and Abused, and uh, that's you and Robert in a video game setting, right?
4: This is a collaborative video between me and Robert, so I I did the uh, character animations for me and Robert's video game characters and the monsters that are pictured in the thumbnail. It's a total Mortal Kombat vibe. Yeah, I sent those animations to Robert, and Robert's really good at like compiling composite style videos. And this was right up his alley. Like once he had the animations that I gave him, like he fucking nailed this video out of the park. This video is so fun to watch. It's so cool. His daughter's in it Um as the final villain. Oh, you know, really? It's just, yeah. It's really, it's really cool.
2: Well, I just saw him take a chainsaw to a dragon. So, you know, that's pretty cool.
4: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that.
2: I love, I just, <laughs> but I love the fact that he's, uh, Like he's willing because I mean, Abney Park's been his baby for, you know, for so, so long that Mm -hmm. the fact that he is, it's, it's a collaborative process, even down to the videos and stuff like that. That's really awesome.
4: Robert, Robert recognizes that like, it's not, even though he's technically in charge, it's not a one man show and it can't be, or it's going to sort of, uh, you know, pigeonhole itself into the ground in a way that like is not healthy for any band. Um, we got some stuff coming up. Like he literally told me to take the lead on, um, some collaborative stuff, some really exciting collaborative stuff. I can't talk about, um, with Mm -hmm. some really cool, really cool people and and stuff like that, that, that I think is going to, you know, be really cool for Abbey park. And, um, you know, once, once we kind of like get to the point where decisions need to be made, I check with Robert and like, Hey, is this, is this okay? And we need this song. And, Robert would be like, all right, I'll write this song <laughs> and we'll nice, just go yeah. do it, you know? So that's that's kind of cool where like once you once you've been in the band for a number of years, and like I've been into it for like a quarter, less than a quarter of the entire life of the band, but um obviously, you know, Robert knows I'm in it for the long haul, so you get to you get to do more stuff when you're when you're when you have that kind of attitude where it's always trying to make the make the thing better, you know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm just stoked that The music scene around here is so, like it's it's diverse, it's weird, but also at the same point, you're also helping crop up an entire new group of kids who are doing their own things. And like the Live It Out Loud concert this year, they were able to perform at McMinniman's at the Spanish Ballroom, Mm -hmm. and they totally fucking kicked ass. Like all of them, like they put together. Mm -hmm. You help them put together amazing, good shows, so they know what it's.
4: Speaking of the, the. The filmed version of that show is out now. Oh, um, is it? It is. It came out a couple of days ago on YouTube. Um, you can go find it on Live It Out Loud's website Our uh website. It's, it's posted right on the front, liveitoutloud.net. dot net. And uh Live It Out Loud's Facebook page also has it right on the top uh thing right now. So Oh yeah. look at that right there up on the YouTube. I'll post it. It's got your the- illustrious face uh in the <laughs> interviews and stuff like that. So those are included in the video. (laughs) I'm glad I wore a hat.
2: I'll be honest. I don't. And at least most of my face was uh, had grown back from my uh, my 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 shaved face. I'm never shaving my face again, by the way. I've just realized that I, I, I need to have
4: the beard, at least at some point in time.
2: Sky, thank you so much for
4: hanging out with us. Thank um, you for having me, man. Anytime. Yeah. yeah uh, it was, it was super fun. Honestly.
2: I don't know if any, if uh, we've got, we've got Alan, Eric still in here, if they have any questions uh, for, uh, for you. But uh, before we get out of here, I want to thank everyone for listening to us. Gritcitypodcast.com. Uh, you can find all of that stuff. Scott, Jeff, do you have any questions for Sky or uh, what's going on over there with you two?
3: No, man. Oh. I have no questions. Yeah. <laughs> I think what you're doing is really cool though, man. I, thank I, you. I think kids, uh, especially artistic uh kids growing up they don't have a lot of mentors you know and uh mm-hmm. it's so important like even tech companies are are you know forcing people to have mentors because they see how important it is so right yeah, it's it's awesome good for you
4: well in addition like we, one of the things we saw this year um is uh you know we had one one specific kid who's uh trans actually um talk about his struggle with mental health and like wrote a song about it and really in a very, uh, engaging way, had a very good message about mental health and, um, the value of therapy. And then like, you know, that's not something that's part of the program per se, but like giving people that are experiencing things like that, an outlet to talk about it is part of the program where whatever they're feeling, you know, there's no rules about that. Like there's no like, Oh, you have to talk about these subjects. You have to make it entirely this way or anything like that. It's all up to the kids. And the fact that he chose to talk about his struggle with mental health um is great. I think that's I think that's a I think that's a long term like sort of you know, positive acceptance of, of doing something that they felt really um strong about that they got to do in front of a large group of people, you know. And well, have that know. memory to sort of um, motivate them to continue to do stuff like that. I think that's, that's one of the be- the best benefits of doing this program is, is getting those opportunities.
2: It's another thing in the terms of um, learning what to do in your own uh, while you're playing music is that mm-hmm. it should be you being able to speak your, your own truth. Yeah. And being able to get that out there. And a lot of people like, yeah, of course it's like, oh yeah, that's why you want to do music. But at the same point, actually being able to vocalize that to a large group of people is terrifying. But the fact that you're giving them the Avenue and they can do that in addition to be able to perform it, it, it just, it will break so many barriers for the people just so, because they, they're no longer afraid on that end, you know?
4: Yeah. And, you know, and, and for you, you might not, cause you, you, you only met them. Uh, it's Kit. Uh, oh yeah. Who you, okay. Who, who yeah. You met. Um, and he did not have that kind of confidence throughout. And, and this was his last year. And so a big part of that also is watching the growth. He had a tremendous amount of struggle from the, because he's been in the program for like four years, like the whole time. Um, And he had a tremendous amount of struggle in, in the early parts of the program like the earlier years he was in the program. Um, he, he had a lot of like outbursts and arguments with other people. And he was so calm and collected at that, at, at that last year, this last year after, after therapy and after figuring out who he was and like, you know, identifying all these things. Like he didn't get mad at anybody. He was such a team player. Like it was a completely different person from the, you know, cause I've been in the, for, you know, I've been a mentor for, the whole time i've seen him in other bands even though i wasn't his mentor in other situations like he just rose to the occasion and then had such a great message heading out that's always just a good icing on top to see like that growth like sort of uh manifest itself in 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 the music and and in, and in, in also in the singing ability he became a great singer like he wasn't always a great singer, <laughs> and, well, and, that's, you're, and you're learning. You know, he really stepped up process. the skill yeah, too. Yeah. Like that's that's not just the not just the emotional like, yay, go music. Like there's a major amount of skill growth that happens in this program from one year to the next. Because people, and, and I remember this from when I was a kid. Like if I got a, a yearly opportunity to do something, as soon as it was over, I was already preparing for the next one. Yeah. You know, like, how can I, how can I, between now and the next year, what can I do to be way more badass? Um, and he did that in spades, you know, for, especially for singing. So Yeah, it was really cool. That is anyway. awesome.
2: And I mean, if, if people, if you want to help out, because I know that it works through Ted Brown, um, you can donate uh, to help out. Go to uh, liveitoutloud.net. Uh, if yep. you've got a kid who's interested, go check it out. There's contact information. There's testimonials. You get to see all of the stuff that's going on. Check out the videos. Let the let them see the performances because the big the big live performance. It wasn't the only one they did. They get to do a whole bunch of different stuff. So it's a whole it's a whole summer course um, to get people integrated into uh, maybe possibly turning this into something more than just a fun hobby. Which again, there's nothing wrong with that either.
4: If at the very least, having a fantastic summer. Absolutely. <laughs> Sky. again, thank
2: you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, Absolutely. Abney, Abneypark.com, liveitoutloud.net, a bunch of different links. We have them all up on our stuff. Uh, definitely going to get you back on and have you come and party with us uh, at some point in time.
4: We should definitely do a uh, D&D over here. Yes. Where you, uh, we do a one-shot where you, you play something crazy. I would love to do that. I would love Hell to do yeah. that.
2: I want to get Scott to do D&D, but he doesn't like to do anything. I can't even get him to play a character <laughs> on a commercial.
3: It's so hard for me to, to act. It, it's so hard. I just don't know what it is. You just act like yourself. you got to pick a character you know, that's exactly like you.
2: You don't want that. <laughs>
3: do. yeah, nobody needs nobody <laughs> <means> that. <laughs> uh,
2: again, thank you, everyone, for listening to us. You can find all of our old episodes at gristcitypodcast.com. You can also find the links to our Patreon, where you can back us for like a buck a month, and you get access to old episodes. Apparently, there's a very popular Psychic episode that uh, a lot of people really like. And if, you, if you've if you already listened to it, maybe you should back up our Patreon to help us out some more.
1: <laughs>
2: you can also also get links like and a special discount code to the amazing amount of t-shirts we have. Jeff puts out a, a just great effort when it comes down to making our t-shirts that not only involve beer and weed, but also the middle finger off of, right. based off of Scott's own middle finger. Yeah. And yep. <laughs> if you are interested in getting somebody on the podcast or you yourself want to be on the podcast, send us an email info at grid I know we have a couple of people who are already in the hopper on all of that. And, uh, we will be doing a new recording at the beautiful union club sometime soon. So, uh, let us know if you want to be a part of, uh, the experience or if you know someone who should be on there, uh, get us in touch. That's how we do this. If they don't want to
3: email us, they have a form as well on the website. They can do that. Yep.
2: It's perfect. We make it as easy as possible because if you contact us, then we don't have to contact you. And then we will actually probably get something to actually happen. And uh, at this point in time, Mm -hmm. now I'm distracted because there's a fight and I'm watching the Kraken hockey game. So I think it's probably the best way. uh, Yeah, I'm getting distracted. So it's a good time for us to end this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and stay
0: gritty.
1: You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com.